Welcome to the 9 to 5 Killers podcast, an explorative and insightful journey inside the minds of some of the most successful entrepreneurs who have killed their day jobs to pursue their passions. Welcome to episode 10 of the 9 to 5 Killers podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Graham. I have a very special guest in the house today, my good friend, Joe Styles. Joe Styles is a real estate investor. He's an entrepreneur and he owns nine rental properties and one on the way. It is a pleasure to introduce to you Joe Styles. Welcome to the 9 to 5 Killers podcast, Joe. It is a pleasure to have you here. How are you feeling today? Man, I feel great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate just being here. Man. You know, the message, look at the message on the hat, 9-5 Killers, man. There's nothing like, um, you know, supporting a movement like this because I've been part of it. I'm, I'm part of it. I like being part of it. So I'm happy to be here, man. Thanks, Glenn. Welcome, welcome. So I want to ask you, uh, I know you from... My brother extra, I seen you in his parties a lot, and we met like it's been about ten years at this point. Yes, and I don't know a lot about you, so in in meeting you for this interview and just really having time to like, you know, research you and everything, tell me a little bit about where you're from and do you have like your family? Like, do you have any siblings? Well, let's start from where I'm from. Mm-hmm, yes, born and raised out of BK Brooklyn, straight out of Flatbush, right? And um. I was, I, man, I grew up two, I grew up in a two bedroom apartment, shared the room with my sister. And, you know, my dad, my dad, my family, my family's Haitian, you know, so I'm first generation here. I'm the first one here. And growing up, I mean, we was talking about this earlier. Growing up, it was, it was like a sheltered type of life. My dad was very over. Just protective. I'm saying over because that's my conclusion. But he was protective of me. He didn't really want me to go outside and, and be around because he's from a different culture. Right. Right. So he never liked what was going on in the streets. What he saw outside, he was like, I don't want my son being part of that. I don't want you to be part of that. Right. So you're, so, so what he wanted to do, and, and this is cool because he put out his vision to me i want you to see this i don't want you watching no tv i don't want you listening to their music i want you to only be around us and our family and that's it wow that's it that's <laughs> and, and to what age to about what age is that you think that this happened Yo, my dad had me rocking like this for a while so because it was like that and you were telling me your story earlier i was more afraid of my pops mm-hmm. than you know, anything else. Right. But what age would you say is when you started to like branch out and, and, and really understand? Around 16, 15, 16. Because natural evolution, I started to get my own mind. Mm-hmm. I started to ask questions. So why is it like this? Because how it was in the house is not, you know, I can be like this in the house, but that's not how it is when you walk outside, brother. Right. And so one, you know of, the, one of the things that we talked about earlier um, before we started is one the of the- warm-up was cool. The so. warm-up was cool, right? <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that we discussed is, so me being from the South Bronx and yes. my parents being from Costa Rica, 
my dad did the same thing. I was more afraid of my father than the people in the streets. I was. Right, me too. Me too. So the problem with this is that when I go outside, my dad taught me, don't hit a man when he's down. He didn't explain racism to me. He didn't explain a lot of things to me. So I found out these things on my own. The first mm -hmm. time I found out um, about not hitting a man when he was down was my dad said, you know, when a guy is on the floor, that's the end of the fight. So I fought this guy and I remember I tried to help him up. <laughs> and when I tried to help him up, he punched me in my stomach. I fell on the floor. He hit me again and he walked away. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And my father told me that this is, a, this, and then so that's when I started to come to the realization, what my father taught me was how he was, he was raised in a time where there was gentlemen and mm -hmm. there was like a, a code of, of honor and ethics. So I had to learn from these small experiences that you cannot live everything the way your parents taught you because right. it just doesn't add up. Well, my dad is, the way he, and then what I realize now, so the way he was to me is one of my biggest influence for being an anti nine to five guy. Right. For being like this, you mm -hmm. understand? It's, a, it's, it's part of that. Right. It's seriously part of it. Okay. This is a, this is a big part of, of who I am because of how he was. Right. Because he used to, he used to rule like, do it because I said so. Mm -hmm. All right. what, what does your dad what does your dad do he was uh he was like an accountant okay is he still is he still, still around or he yeah he's still alive okay. yeah yeah he it, just we just had a birthday for him he just turned 75 wow just turned 75 we had a birthday for him um and he's still working no okay. he's retired he's okay. retired the only thing he does is sometimes works my nerves okay <laughs> <laughs> so you know let, what I'm saying right so let sometimes me ask you, that's what it is so let me ask you something uh but, but, but I mean, just to finish, the thing is, the way mm -hmm. he was is what influenced me to be how I am today because it's more anti, I'm anti, well, he was a suit and tie dude. Right. Hated that. I don't like suit and, and tie. And he family. worked for somebody his whole he time? He worked for somebody his whole life till they let him go. Okay. I didn't want to do that. He had to go to work. Mm -hmm. Freedom, money, things like that was never talked about in the house. It was always a struggle. Right. You understand? So he he might not realize it, but how he was made you more want to follow your own thing and have yes, more freedom. Something different mm -hmm. than what he was doing. Okay. With appreciation though. Right, no. You know he's gonna be listening to this. And dad, he 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 really appreciates you. Of course. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you a question. So I, I read a quote recently and it said an entrepreneur works eighty hours so they could avoid working forty hours. So as an entrepreneur, you put in more time than you would at a regular job. How do you feel about that part of it? Do you feel it rings true to you? And, and if so, how do you describe the benefits to that? Absolutely. I mean, being an entrepreneur, you think you're, you're thinking about your business all the time, right? Don't you think about your business all the time? All the, well, not all the time. I, I got to say this so that my lady understands because <laughs> we got into this other day. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I think about <laughs> I think about my business, business as a close second. Listen, I think about my <laughs> business all the time because right. I'm the marketing guy. I'm the I take out the trash in my business. I'm the CEO. I'm everybody, mm -hmm. right? So it is more than eighty hours. 
it's it's all the time. Sometimes it's twenty three hours right. or minus whatever time I'm not sleeping. Okay. So you if you're a true entrepreneur and you have a business, yes, it's it's a it's it's all those hours. I don't just go to work and then shut down. Right. For example, right now, me being here, mm-hmm. me being here is part of my business. It's part of the business. Right. Right. And we talked about it weeks ago, months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw the message before I even knew it was you. Right. Before before Joe Styles knew about 9-5 Killers, he didn't know that it was my movement. He knew I was attached to it. No. That, he didn't even know that. Listen. <laughs> no. It's, it, it's crazy. I saw the message and I fell in love with it. And I was like, oh, this nine to five killers thing. I, I, you know, this is cool. I want to be part of that. Cause I always remember making jokes about people that work. Right. Right. I would always joke around. Oh, you got nine to five. I don't. Ha ha ha. Right. <laughs> you're like you're at work. I'm home. Right. I'm chilling in the crib. You got to go to work. And I still know other ways to make money. And no, I'm not a drug dealer. Right. You understand? And no, I'm not an athlete. So I saw the message and I thought it was cool. I just said, oh, this is cool. So right. I followed it and, and, and I was, you know, liking it. And for some reason, I was looking at the pictures. And I was like, that looked like Glenn. <laughs> Isn't that Glenn? And then That's I, funny. And then I investigated. And then I was looking. You know how you go deep. Yeah. So you go deep in Instagram. Or it was Instagram. And I looked. And I saw the picture of you and Greg. You and your brother. Yeah. I said, see. And they had the hats on. We had the hats on. That's when I text you. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I tell people all the time you know people are waiting for a deal they like what i hear most of the times um people will say to me you know glenn you know i see you so much on social media one day i'm gonna see you on tv and i started laughing like i started laughing the other day no i'm gonna tell you why the funny part of it to me is somebody's telling me that this is the deal like i'm gonna get a deal and i tell i told them this is your deal right here yeah and i pulled out my phone out of my pocket right your phone is your record deal it's your business deal, it's your music deal, whatever you want to call it, because right. guess what? Think about it. When's the last time you went on the TV to watch anything? That's I don't true. watch the TV. So my point is, I already have my direct-to-consumer market. There's no TV in here. There's no TV in my house, right? <laughs> There's no TV in your There's house. There's no TV in my I don't have a that TV. Is, yo, you know what? That's dope. You like that, right? I love that. There's no TV. <laughs> we, we're in my house right now, and Joe's just realizing there's no TV. There's no TV. And you didn't even miss it. No, hell no. Exactly. So Why? Here, I don't need it. So no, here's no. the thing. So no TV, right? So so I you your your phone is a source of your business, yes. your entertainment. Like you you can't tell me when last time you watched a, a a TV show, right? And I'm not and I'm not talking about Netflix. Nope. But what you can tell me is the last time you picked up your phone. Yeah, I just picked up my phone today. A couple <laughs> times. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably listening to it on your phone. Through your phone. Not even on your laptop. So my point that I'm going to make to anybody listening is that you are the biggest, you have the biggest deal in your pocket depending on how you use it. Right. So is that a goal for you too? To be on TV? No, I don't see what the point of it would be. And so I, you don't want it or you don't, that's not, that's not on your list. It's not, I'll tell you why it's not on my list. I've been on TV before okay. long, a long time ago when TV was a big deal. I was on TV for something. And then what I realized on being, in being on TV, it was something small. I was on Ricky Lake one time I was paid Ricky to, Lake to be a fake fireman. They paid me to do that. I was on, I was, I did a music video. I was, um, uh, average white man. I was the main character in this video. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then I was another time I was in Aaliyah's Hot Like Fire. I was like one of the dude number 723, whatever. The, you was an extra. I was an extra. <laughs> so what I've learned from being those those situations, being on TV and thinking, you know, people saw me and thought, oh, you, Glenn made it. It it doesn't stop there. Uh, and on top of it, when you're on TV, those people tell you who they want you to be. They yes. told me what to wear. Mm. They told me how to, they control every little thing into a narrative that they wanted for me. When you got your own thing going and you're getting that slow progression of money and, and, and fame coming in, I controlled my, my likeness, the way I see my company going, the way I see my message, my branding going. Nobody's telling me how to do it. So that to me is worth the slow climb as opposed to just being thrust into the spotlight and then not knowing what to do with it. Right, and, and, that, and that is one of the main things that um, I got into you know, my real estate now. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I was feeling before I got in. I just want to control. And that's what I saw from my dad coming up that, that it's, it's almost like he didn't have control outside of the house, right? Outside of where we were, where I was sleeping in my house, in my crib, mm -hmm. right? Outside of that, I started to see, oh, you don't have no control out there. There's no control. You, you can't dictate, right? You, you know, you know he, it's like he would tell me stories as a dreamer. Hey, mm -hmm. if we had enough money, I, I would do this. Right. Right? One of the stories he had was this. You know how you go through the easy pass tolls? Yeah. So back then, you would pay. Right. You go up and you would pay before easy pass. So you would pay. And I remember how it, how it was. He would always tell me this story. Do you know how many how much money they make? How many cars and how many this and how many that? Or the dollar vans? Right. Where I'm from in Brooklyn, up up and down Flatbush. I know the dollar vans. The dollar yeah. vans. He was like, "Do you see, you know? I would do my own dollar van business, where you would, you know, how many people? He would count the numbers. Right. And then as I got older, my question would be. Well, why you just don't do it, mm. right? And what did he tell you? Ah, uh, you know, he never really answered the question. Ah, uh, you know, it's business. I don't have an answer. He never really answered the question. He just said, you know, it's tough. You gotta get your business. I don't have enough money to start the business. Things like that. There was always a blockage, right? I know, right? Mm -hmm. So it would it would still be that even to this day. Even to this day, him 75 years old, right? So he's in his twilight years. And he says, there's a house for sale next to my house. He's like, you know, if I had money, I'd buy the house next to you. See? Right. But I don't say, I didn't say nothing this time. This time I didn't say anything to him because I feel like, you know, that's who he is. Right. You know and, 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 and he sees what you've accomplished. Yeah. So does he and ever he's say worried? That, does he? Why? Why is he worried? Because a lot of times he was he's 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 worried. He's been worried because sometimes he thought it was illegal. Oh, he thought it was illegal. Because I don't have a job. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I, he, so he'd say, "Joe, are you sure what you're doing? <laughs> it's legal. Is he, are you all right? Like, you don't you don't go to work. I'm a college dropout. Right. Right. I went to BMCC in the city. Mm -hmm. After two years, I was out. Right. I used to cut hair. I was a barber. Mm -hmm. That was my first touch of entrepreneur, working for myself. Because I can control, that was my talent. So I was cutting hair, and then the thing about cutting hair, 
I, that's when I started to realize. One time I was super sick and it was Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, it, that's the biggest time to make money. I was a new father at the time. My son was just born, right? He's two, three years old. I got an apartment out in Brooklyn in one of the brownstones, the ground apartment. I got rent to pay. The only way I knew how to do money at the time was my talents, with my hands. So I, was, I had the flu. You know how it is when you got the flu, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't go nowhere. You can't do anything. I couldn't move. And that's when I realized I got to do something. I have to do something that doesn't require me making money on my back. Wow. Right? Because mm -hmm. you're standing over somebody's sweaty head. You're trying to give them a fade. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, how many haircuts do I have to do just to make $100? Haircut, I think haircuts now is still like $10, $15. Now it's like $20 now. $20. Yeah. But that's, you know, that was like 20-something years ago. Right, right. So most haircuts was $10. So to make $100, I had to go through 10 haircuts. And plus give my shop owner his piece. Mm -hmm. So it was, it, was a hard, it was a hard way to make $100. That's when, that was my first introduction to real estate because of the passive income. Okay. What I found out or what was told to me was, hey, you do real estate, you can make money while you sleep. Let me, so let me ask you a question. So that brings me to this question. Because what you do for a living, right, it's real estate. But I haven't met anybody that does real estate quite like you. First of all, we're going to start out by saying, because I know a lot of people who have done real estate, you, you mentor people. You teach the process mm -hmm. of how you of how they can get into the business. But you you flip homes. You do all all this all these different things that I'm just like, what is Joe doing? I watch your Instagram <laughs> and I try to understand. So can you give me the best uh understanding or give my listeners what's the best understanding of how you classify yourself uh and what do you do? Well I would say this I'm a real estate professional. That's num that's my title, right? And what I do is I empower others to also be real estate professionals. Right. And the systems that I'm involved in help empower others so they can make better decisions when doing real estate themselves. The, the, the one thing that lacks when someone is doing real estate is confidence. Mm -hmm. It's hard to make those decisions. You can make an expensive mistake if you don't know what you're doing. OK, but that, that leads me to a question, though. Let's let's say I'm going to give you an example of mm -hmm. let me reverse gears real quick. Let's say um, one of the things that you deal with is. You said on a, a recent interview or on your Instagram, you said you mentioned that rental properties was one of the best investments, right? Yes. So let's say, let's start out very simple. Remember, I don't know anything about real you know estate. Nothing. I know nothing. I want to start my first rental property. Give me step one of that process. Right. So step one of getting a rental property is, is understanding how to buy you know, uh, actual property. You, you, you first have to understand how to buy a property. You first have to understand the concept of what a rental property is, how it pays you and how you can benefit. Because mm -hmm. you can still buy the wrong rental property. So it starts with deep learning, deep understanding. So the first step is to understand who you are first. You got to understand yourself and what do you want the rental property for? All right, so give me- So, so then what would you want the rental right. property for? So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a dummy- uh, uh, um, give me example. a real answer. No, I'm going to give you a, dumb, a dummy example. Okay. Uh, a fake example. Okay, right? a fake example. Um, 
I want to own a family home, a, a two family home. Two family home. And I want to live in the top mm-hmm. with my family and I want to rent out the bottom to another family. And that's how I want to, that's how I want to um, start my business, right? My, my rental property business. So the first question I'm going to ask you is one, how do I acquire it? And two, what, what are some of the things that I need to be looking for before I even start to acquire the money to get it? Well, the first thing is if you're going to live in the house with tenants and with your family, that's two different things. I usually like to tell people to separate whether you're going to do real estate for business or you're just doing it to live in your own house. Starting like that is okay because I started like that. I lived in the I lived upstairs and I had tenants. So then you get to see what it's like to live. But I don't recommend you living with your tenants. To start off, I recommend you live with your family separate from tenants. But a lot of people do that. They live in the same building where they rent from. And that's cool. So acquiring the money is just, first you just look at yourself. How much money do you have? How much money do you have saved? Um, How much money you need for a down payment? The basic getting a house right now, like an FHA, they call it FHA, Federal Housing, whatever the A stands for, Mm -hmm. Administration. You can get a house 3% down, 3.5% down, and qualify for a house, just like qualifying for a car. So you just have to have some down payment money and find a house, and they check your credit, and they check your, your, your income, and that's it. Excuse me. Whatever your income is and your credit you, you know, they do a debt to income ratio and then you could qualify for a house. If you don't have enough income, then you bring in, you know, like your mom or whoever's going to live there or someone else. So it's qualification. First, you have to get a mortgage. So you get qualified for the mortgage first and then we see if you can get the house. So right. getting a house is basically qualifying yourself. Right. So that would be the first step. You have to go see someone to get qualified to purchase the house. Okay. Now... The other question to me, well, from from me to you would be, do you want to start a, the business or do you just want to live in the house? Well, I, well, here's my here's my here's my thought process. When your home life is steady, right, it affects your business. Okay, because let's say a businessman who has a great business, but he's worried about where he's going to live, is not going to be a hundred percent focused on his business. Well, that's that's, true. My, that's my thought. I don't know if I'm right in thinking that way, but that's how I think. Well, then that's where we have to we have to decide exactly what what you want to do. Right. So we're, what, uh, what I've come to find, a lot of real estate is finding out about you first. Mm-hmm. Right. So who are you and who do you want to be? Right. Right. You want to be a homeowner or do you want to be a homeowner plus this? Right. Real estate is about addition. We don't take away. You can be a homeowner and and have rent and, and you can rent to people. Right. Or you can just be a renter and own like let's say this apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you rent this apartment. You can rent and still own stuff. And still own cuz that's a business. Right. So the first step in real is estate is to find out who you are. It's to find out who you are. Okay. Well, you give me something you give me something to chew on. <laughs> so yeah. that's good. All right. Cuz you got to know and, and in our in our industry we call it in your in your ID, your investor ID. Right. Who are you first and then and then we work that way. It's really from the inside out. Okay. Right? Well, let me let me uh let me ask you this next one here. Go ahead. Um, 
I don't want to, I don't want to forget this. So um, <laughs> if you had, this is something I ask people all the time. If you had $2 million, 2 million, you have $2 million. I'm going to give you $2 million. Okay. Or, and you don't, you don't have a, you don't necessarily have a skill that you to make money yet. Somebody's going to give you $2 million. You don't have a skill yet. You're not who you are. You're not Joe Styles. You're, you're just average Joe starting out. I'll give you $2 million and I will, for $2 million, you take that $2 million over five years or it'll take you five years and I could teach you how to make the $5 million. Which would you choose? I would choose, um, now it just also depends on me, right? So I would choose the guidance part. Give me some guidance on what to do with the, with the $2 million. Over and if it's over five years, that's cool. You're gonna show me how to flip the two million. If you're giving it to me and I get some guidance on what to do no, with no, it, no, 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 I'm not giving. Or, it's one or the other. I'm either giving you the two million, just here's two here, million, or, or you're gonna get. I'm gonna show you how to make two million over five years. How how did you make the two million over five years? So basically, oh, so you're giving me guidance on how to make. So then I you don't can't get both. So, so it's either you, I'm going to show you how to make two million or well, I'm going to give you years, two million. I'm going to give you two million. Well, see, <laughs> me knowing I would take the two. No, but you, didn't, then, you didn't know. You're not Joe Styles. You just that's average. Tough. You just average Joe. Uh, you just average. No, I can't say average. Well, Joe. I would hope average Joe is cool <laughs> because that's a famous guy. Average yeah. Joe is very famous. He's famous. Everybody knows who's average Joe is. <laughs> A lot of times I get that in, in everything. Everybody's like, so, you know, they use Joe as an example in okay. everything. So it's cool. Joe is a famous name. Okay. Man, so I'm everywhere. Cool. Um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not hard to decipher, but if you get, if you get too many, I would hope that you take the two and then find out how to flip, how to increase it. Cause you know that it's going to stop. So me being a person who doesn't have any skill, mm -hmm. I would still take the two right. and invest in learning what to do with it, right. not just blow it, right? So it's, it's like you got to give it. So which, which person are you giving it to? You're not giving it to me. You're giving it to the younger version of me. Yeah. The one that just, yeah, I would, the younger version of me would still take the two million, right? Mm -hmm. And still find out how to increase the two million right. somehow. Because I know that it stops. So for me, let me tell you something, what I was thinking. So I asked this question a lot. It's, it's, there's no right or wrong answer right, right. to this question. My response to that. it is this. I might've taken the two million when I was younger. And the reason why I would take it over time, the, um, the, the, the knowledge is because the process. Now, when you have, when somebody gives you $2 million, yeah, you could figure out how to, you know, stabilize and make more of it or you flip it and make more money out of it. But the person that gave it to you, they have a process and how they made it. So having a process to me is invaluable because I could take that process and apply it to multiple businesses and make multiple. There's no amount of, of um, things I can apply it to. That's so, cool. So the knowledge of the knowledge of how it, because even, even though you said you had the two million, you still said you kind of did both because you take the two million and you invest in how to make more of it. But doing now, it comes back to me mm -hmm. doing the, what I want to do. Yes. Right. Because if you're giving me two million, what is your process? Like, how do you flip it? Is it radio shows? Right, <laughs> you right. You know what I'm saying? No, but I, I just mean in terms of... Like, so you have to... It, it would depend on exactly what your process is. No, but I'm saying the, I'm saying the process to... The process to... 
the process to making money, right, is not necessarily about what you do. People think that the process of making money is about what you do. It's not necessarily that I find. I find that the process is my process has been the same through any business I've ever ran. It's always been the same because you the business changes, but who you are doesn't change. Like for tomorrow, if you told me that you were going to open a hot dog stand and you were going to sell food, the reason why I would go to you is because I know that you don't, you don't go into business thinking about, oh, I hope I, I sell out my hot dogs on the first day. Otherwise, I'm, I'm going to stop doing the business. I'm looking for people who understand a marathon, meaning that it's, it's, a, it's a, a process that is methodical and there is levels to it and there's building, there's always learning. That means any business that you go into, I, I, I know you'd be successful in it. Thank because you. Because of that reason. Thank you. So, I, so, so your process... Um, of how you're a good real estate person would also make mean that you're going to do your due diligence when no matter what you're in to study what the the um the business is and to find ways in which to expand the business and that's the process it still depends mm -hmm. on what the process is well true so it it still depends on because what the process is is what i'm going to stick to right and then you know my reasons for doing it most people won't stick to something if their reason isn't big enough, mm -hmm. number one, and um, depending on what the process is. My, okay. You know, for example, my son, he's close proximity to me. Right. Right? He, he, he eats because of my real estate. Right. Right? I even had him do things with me. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to him doing the process of you know, doing cold calls, calling people, calling owners and doing stuff. He couldn't stick to it because he loves music. Right. But, all right. So, so in the case, with, in case with your son, right. The process that you have, let's say, yeah, music is his passion, right? He, yeah. So he couldn't do real estate. No, but no, but, but see your, the, your process of what made you, of made you successful is not necessarily what he has a problem with i guarantee you your, your son could do cold calls if it was about shopping a music deal around exactly so that's what i mean about the process so your process would work if you if he extracts your process to how your business is successful and applies it to his music business all right cool so our method is the same so now it's just the tools that we use yes now we're talking about okay um what's general words like advertising yes marketing yeah that's what we're talking about now yes you still have to mark you have you have to get customers yes right so either way i gotta get customers you gotta get customers yes. so those processes absolutely okay so we so we so if you offer page. so if you offer me the two million over time showing me how to get customers for yes. your business how to market your business you understand how to scale your business right if you're going to give me those processes and then, then I'll take that because now okay. you're getting specific. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. And so the next thing I got to ask you is, let's say, all right, so you mentioned something that I thought was interesting. You said, all right, so I, wanted, I want to ask you how these three things uh, affect your business. Okay. And now this is your own uh, question here. <laughs> Heartbreaks, empty pockets, and failure. How Ooh. many, how many, how much, I'm going to repeat it to you. So how has heartbreaks Empty pockets and failure helped you be a better businessman. Well, heartbreaks is when you don't get the deal, you get your heart broken. Um, when you thought something was going to happen, you get your heart broken. Well, give me, give me an example of, of in business how you had your heart broke. 
In business, how I got my heart broken? Oh, man. I've had so many heartbreaks. <laughs> the biggest one you can remember. Uh, well, let's say a recent one. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So when we get houses, we get houses, we showcase them to a lot of people that want to learn. So there's, there was a house in Hempstead, in Long Island. That Sorry, when you say they want to learn, want to learn what? They want to, when someone wants to learn real estate, when someone wants to learn how to be an investor. Okay, and be an so investor. So I got a team, I have a team of people, there's people that want to learn, and I got a crew of people that's also learning how I'm learning. So we learn together. So when we get a house, we showcase how we got the house. To answer your question, where'd you get the money? How'd you find the house? Because those are questions that most people have when they get in real estate. How did you get that? How did you get it? Where'd you get the money? Did you borrow it? Did you have it in the bank? Right. So those are all these things. So there was a house that um, it was a good price. We went into contract. The guy who was selling it was a referral from someone else on the team. Good brother. Okay. Talk to me. Good and everything. We went into contract. Right. We even put money down. When we were ready to close, there was a piece of paper that bound, it binded him to sell to me, my organization, to us, and he didn't want to sign it. Now, mind you, he didn't want to sign it, not because it wasn't the thing to do, but he wanted to sign it at closing at the table and the bank, the lender who was lending part of the money to me, wanted him to sign it before we go to the closing table. You see what I'm saying? Right. So he wanted to sign it at the table. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's do it simultaneously. But the but the lender who's lending me part of the money, he they wanted him to sign the paper before we go to the closing table. So that that always puzzles me. So what difference would it make to them uh, and to him or them whether what time he signs it? Is there exactly. is there a reason why? Exactly. They had their criteria. Uh-huh. And he, he had, had his. his and who's in the middle? You in the middle. I'm in the middle like who cares? They didn't want to lend if he didn't sign it before mm -hmm. and he didn't want to sell unless it was at the table. Okay. They couldn't come to an agreement. So you right? lost the deal. So I lost the deal. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I lost the deal. And, 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 and you know what? I lost the deal mm -hmm. and it had, I wanted to feel like it had nothing to do with me. Right. Right. But you know, everything happens to me because of me. That's how I feel that. I don't right. feel like, you know, I'm responsible for everything that happens to me. Okay. Right? What I could have done was I, sh I could have spoken to him before that. Yes. Or seen that from the lender in the early part. But yeah. that was something that I didn't know. Right. I didn't know we would get to that point. Okay. I had never been in that situation because now we're doing like private lending. It's not just a regular bank. Right. It's private lending. It's hard money lenders. It's cash buyers. Things like that. And I'm like, wait a minute! It does, why, why does this matter? Even this, you, you're like, uh, yeah. What's wait, the but, difference? But, but you know, what happens is, um, I realized, um, and recently, I've been talking about getting better at negotiations, mm -hmm. and also leaving my ego out of negotiations because sometimes the things that have hurt me in the past with negotiations is things that you just described. I want it done a certain way because my ego says that it has to be done this way. There's not, there's no rhyme. It could be. It could be fear. It could be anything. But something keeps me from it, and I've been just focusing on, on taking myself out of the equation and getting the deal done, right? So now we're going to move on to empty pockets. Empty pockets. Now, how does has empty pockets helped you be a better businessman? 
Dude, anytime you don't, your your pockets is empty and you can't feed your kids, then you you really really dig deep on how to survive. So you give know? me an example, like of when you felt empty pockets. Ah man, often. Well, what happened to me was when I first started real estate. I started. I got in. And I jumped right in. I just jumped into the pool. What, year was, what year was this? Like how 2004, many 2004. About 14 years ago. 15 years ago. Damn. 14, 15 years ago, that's when I started. So I started, and it was um, my late mother. My mother passed about four years ago, right? Sorry. So my late mother, it's all right. I'm at peace with it. Good. You good. know, I'm at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she was the first person I went to with this dream of being you know, the guy, a big real estate guy, right? That was the dream. So she was the one that started. I went, mom, listen, I heard that I, all I need is 10 grand. I get a house. Right. And she's like, all right, no problem. I bought the house. And what I was doing was this one strategy, which I, which I realize is not, now it's not a good strategy. What I would do is I bought a house low so if you're watching my hand, because you, you know, yeah. they can't see, but you can. Yeah. So I bought I bought the house here and the values were here. So it's right? higher. Right. Okay. So I bought it here, but it's worth this. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was the best time to get into real estate. So in between is this thing called equity. And what you can do when you're when in in real estate, you can refinance or you can pull the equity out and it turns into money. And what I did was I took the money and put it in my pocket. And that's when I was just balling out of control. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a kid from Flatbush. I've, I was sharing a, a two bedroom with my sister. Right. Right. My late sister too. And the thing was, I'm sitting there and I see a hundred grand in my bank account mm-hmm. for the first time. And like you, no guidance. I didn't have no teachers on what to do with the money. There's a bunch of books out there, but I figure I read one book, I'm good. Right. <laughs> Dude, I blew it all. Right. I blew my money. And then what I did, was when the money got low, I refinanced again because the values at the time, real estate was so good, the values were still going up. Right. I refied again, pulled more money out. Back to the same thing. Right? Mm-hmm. And then what happened was in about 2008, 2009, we hit the biggest recession since the 1920s when all this mortgage fraud and all that stuff, I was caught in the middle of that. One strategy, that's all I had was and pulling so, and, money out. And so what happened to the, um, the property? Did you lose it? I lost a few of them. Okay. I had a lot of deals on the table I lost. My properties went into foreclosure and I was in, it was embarrassing You understand? I was embarrassed because here I was, this guy that was spending money. I'm buying bottles in the club. I got all this recognition. Everybody notices me. The light is shining on me. You know how the light, (laughs) the light light shines, it hits. Yeah. We we, we got, you know how with the sparkles, it was crazy. (laughs) So I'm in the club and I'm doing all of this, Uh right? But it's fool's gold, bro. Right. Fool's gold. And so you knew at the time that that you hit rock bottom? No. You didn't know? I didn't know what was going on. Okay. I did not know what was going on because they talk about recession and all the values. My strategy was shrinking because all the values went away. Right. Houses weren't worth anything. Mm -hmm. They were worth less. So what what happened was 
I went from that guy who had all this money, could go anywhere, could buy anything. Now I'm broke. Mm. And I'm treading water like this. So let me ask you, so how did you, um, how did you go from being that guy? What did you do differently? Or what was your approach going forward? Did you get um, to get back on track? First, I had to survive. <laughs> right. I had to survive. So to me, it was more like everything was going on. You know, banks is calling the house. My mom who started me, she's getting nervous because she's like, yo, there's banks calling me. Um, I was messing up her credit. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she used her, her name to support my, my dream, my business. Right. And so I said, oh, man, what am I going to do? I'm like, do I got to get a job? Do I go back to the nine to five? Right. And, and listen, Glenn, something inside me said, hell no, I'm not going to get a regular job because there's no market for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm a, I'm a college dropout. What, what job am I going to get? Working at Walmart? There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But for me, right. you, you want to you so, different for yourself. Right. In in your life, I always feel you gotta choose what type of lifestyle you want. Mm-hmm. Right? You choose. We have the freedom of choice. Right. So to me, I was like, I'm not getting a job. So my cousin, he had a bar in Harlem. Mm-hmm. He had a bar in Harlem, and I begged him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To let me run it, let me manage it for you, because he didn't know what he was doing. Right. What was the name of the bar? It was um called Perks. It was on one twenty. I remember Perks. Remember? Yo, I used to go to Perks. Right. So he let me manage it. Okay. For two and a half years, I okay. managed it. And and did that help you get back on your feet? Did it? Yeah. That's money every day. Right. It was income. One thing I knew from real estate, which was the mistake that I did. If you get a loan, you got to pay it back. So what you need is income. That's why people are so attached to their jobs because of the paycheck. Mm-hmm. Us as entrepreneurs, we want money. We want income. Right. If, I, if I find a vehicle that can give me income all the time, that's what real estate can do if you get a rental. If I can get income all the time, I'm good. Right. So when I jumped into the bar business, that was income every day. Right. All I said, look, whatever I bring in, Give me a percentage. Okay. And that's what he did. Because I was a party promoter. I, I, I remember. Remember that, yeah, right? That. You know I was one too, right? Right. Okay. So once you're a party promoter, if somebody gives you a bar, you that's just got to promote. Yeah. I'm already. <laughs> you already, yeah. I'm already, I, that's already a skill I had. Yeah. So all I had to do was promote this bar. And it's in Harlem. It's easy. It's easy. Right. It's so easy. And that's how I treaded water. Okay. And then, so once you treaded water, how did you get back to the, the, the hustle? The grind, the business. Because my cousin also, he owned the building. But to his, um, to his credit, mm-hmm. he was losing it. Right. He didn't tell anybody. He was mm-hmm. embarrassed too. Right. You know, most people don't like to talk about their money or their financial problems. Right. You don't want to tell people that you're losing. He's losing a $2 million building. Right. No one knew. Right. So what happened was he lost it in an auction. Wow. And I said, wow. You and lost it. it. And then the, 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 I'm in there one day, and then the new, you see new people coming around taking pictures. Right, right. And then they told us, one of the guys that won the house, he said, listen, I just took over this building. I said, what? What wow. happened? My cousin had said, oh, I was in the courts. And, you know, he had his story. He was in the court. He was working it out with the bank. Right. Basically, he lost the building under his nose. To me, my assessment was 
lack of knowledge, yeah, and too much ego. He thought he was too cool to ask for any type of help. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it right, so he lost the building. That's when I knew I'm getting back into real estate. Okay, because if this dude could come in and buy this two million dollar building for he bought it for nine hundred fifty thousand under a million, it's probably worth four now. Mm. That's I got to get back. You got to get back. I got to get back. Okay, so that's how brought thing, me back. All right, so then my next thing is your um, people always talk about their successes, right? So I think we covered that. You know, your you saw my failures. Yeah. <laughs> so what 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 today would be a failure that that has really uh, set you straight? Um, has it been that that time when you had yes? Okay, so we covered that. So let me ask you another question. Well, that failure that and. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you more about that. When I went back in, mm-hmm. this time, when mm-hmm. I went back, I said, I'm not going back with this one strategy in mind. I got to learn more if I want to be more. If I wanted to be more, I got to learn more. That's mm-hmm. what I always knew. Good. Right? Being, being an entrepreneur and um, always wanting to be that from when I was young, you know, from anti what my dad, where I did get my knowledge was I knew that books, and there's always other entrepreneurs, other rich people or other successful people always leave footprints. They're always willing to show you and teach you. They always give back for some crazy reason. Why well, is it sa- that- the same reason you give back. I, I don't know. It's cra- the thing is, why is it that successful people always write books on, hey, this is how I became a millionaire? Or why is it because that- Because that's a business. It is right. They could, they, that's true. And how about this? It's a, it's another way to put your imprint uh, legacy. Like for example, why would I like like nine five killers started out at me being angry at my current job because I feel like I wasn't getting where I, what I wanted from them. Right. Of course. So I took that anger and I decided that I was going to use it to for a positive way to leave my job. What made me not just. Um, I'm at a point where I, I that I'm working on that I that I'm I'm doing in, I'm in a good place. People are coming together. I see the movement going. Why would I in turn help other people um, figure out what their dream is? Whether it is not even leaving your job, but whether it's just being time management. My time management had to increase because mm-hmm. I work a job still um, that I'm working to get out of. And I, and I work 80 hours. So I, do, I do 40 hours for them and I do 42 for myself by waking up at 4 a.m. Well, you don't work for them no more, right? I still work for them. You still have a job? Mm-hmm. You wow. wouldn't. You wouldn't You wouldn't know it. And, 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 and I tell you what, you wouldn't know it because how much work I could put in having a day job. I could still do 40 hours on my own. Bro, you still got a job. Still. Wow. But that, but listen, this only, this only has come about since May. Nine five killers was born in May. So for some, and it's growing fast for some, you seen it. I see it. So think about it. Something that was born in May that has reached where you have seen it. And I know where it's going. I'm not going to have a day job for long. I hope not, brother. Well, I tell you what it's not. And I want to say this to anybody listening who has a day job. There's nothing wrong with that. And I I tell you why there's nothing wrong with it. It depends on what you're doing with the money. Like you made a good point when you said that the, um, the, uh, you talked about having income coming in. Yes. So if you're taking your income from your day job and you are buying, you know, taking people on lavish trips and you doing this and that, then you got a problem. Everything you see in front of you uh, has been financed for my day job. So if your job your nine to five right now mm-hmm. is helping you fund your business. That is awesome. I, I got, I got one. Like, I, I got one better for you. That's the best thing. They're the ones that fueled me to do it. They they made me angry enough 
to want better for myself. Yes, when I was the becoming pain complacent. Is, when the pain is great enough, that's when you're gonna make the change. And that's why I'm not mad at them. I, I started my somebody told me the other day, like, yo, you're not mad still, you're not like angry when you started. I was like, bro, that is a phase that you have to go through. You yes. have to get angry enough for saying, and I wasn't even angry at them. The anger was displaced. The anger should have been on me. Where did I become complacent? When did I become this person that just took what was given to me? When did I stop being a lion? So here's the problem where a lot of people don't realize. Because <clears throat> another thing that I talked to a friend recently, and he has a great job. So that's another form because it's like being in, um, you're a lion and you are in a, nice cage and they feed you every day you don't have to hunt anymore everything's great mm -hmm. the problem is people start to pet the lion's hair and they start to poke the lion so every once in a while i rip through somebody manager doesn't it doesn't matter people tell you my job they be like they don't they don't understand that a lion is never truly tame so people that know me they not they're not, they're not comfortable because i wear my hat i wear nine five killer hat to work you do i wear this hat you to should work. i do most people wouldn't do that That's my boss brand. my boss knows about it um it's not a problem like they, they and they know that it is not in a disrespectful manner right what it is it, it is who i am and with the internet how i am on the internet people watch my stuff i've seen managers on my feed so they know about it this is me saying yo the the, the gig is up this is what's going down and the day that I leave, I'll leave with, um, I will not burn the house down. I'm not one of those guys either. I am all about in having dignity and just saying, I cannot be mad at something that influenced me to such great achievements. That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's cool because, right. I, I mean, use your job to fuel your dreams is it, something that we we talk about that me and my crew my organization my team we talk about that all the time anytime i meet somebody who has a job and they want to change their lifestyle and and they talk about well how am i going to fund my dream well use your use your job you, you, listen you have a funding thing and, and, and i don't want to get sidetracked tell me about your wonderful team because in going oh, through my your team page, is great man. i want to hear about them i give love me, my team who, who, my little squad give me some of the people on your squad i want to know oh about man them. shout out to my boy um jason his thing is, is at bartender J, my boy brother Louie. I know Jay. Shout out to Jay. Yeah, that's, shout that's out my, that's to my, Jay. That's my workout buddy. That's my boy. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, yeah. I like how I like how I like how he's always Jay. Fit. Jay is a Jay is a dude that um I was doing this by myself. This is my second version where I was now learning, um and then I told and then I showed it to him. I was doing it by myself. It was just me and being an entrepreneur is lonely, you know, because most people don't understand you. That's another reason why I saw your thing and I'm like, I gotta support. <laughs> because I know right. it's not it's not easy just doing it. And and there's there's you know, you don't the masses are not, you know, they're not entrepreneurs, not the masses. Mm -hmm. The not, the masses have jobs and masses follow the status quo. So it's different. So Jay came came and, and he was like, I wanna do this with you. I'm like, perfect. Cause now I got somebody to talk to. Right. Cause prior to that, I had nobody to talk to. Right. You know, I'm talking to myself, having all these meetings with me <laughs> and myself about what I'm gonna do. Right. So now I can have a meeting with Jay. And now me and Jay, we got properties together. The next right. one coming up, we doing that together. So you got Jay, who else is on the team? My other guy, brother Louie. He's a gospel singer. Okay. Right? And um he found me and cause cause he was looking for a way to get into real estate, actually to kill his job too. Okay. Right. He had he has dreams of of helping people and really getting paid for it, 
and using real estate as a vehicle to give back to people because he's God fearing man and things like that. But brother Louie, man, he is like all the time. He's always right there. Um, I got another person that I work with a lot who um, helped me get my office, my boy AB. Mm-hmm. We call him Tony Brown, mm-hmm. right? He lives out in Queens and he has his, his stuff out in Florida. He does a lot of tax liens and tax deed, tax deed properties out in Florida. And when I met him, he's the one that helped me. He actually found the little office that we do all, a lot of our trainings. Your strategy Sundays, yeah, strategy Sundays, man. That I love your <laughs> listen. I love your yo, shout out to you guys for that strategy Sundays. Strategy Sundays. Listen, man. I'm, I'm not a real estate dude, but I love the I love the 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 camaraderie that I see from your Instagram of just how you guys come together, and it's very inspiring to me. Who who I don't really sometimes see that a lot online. Mm-hmm. People are like faking it to make it. You guys are actually sitting there and y'all are. Just doing doing your thing. Yeah, we, we, we basically sit there and it's like we sit there and we come together and we answer each other's questions. Love it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- where are you in your business? What what's, what's your problem? What's my problem? Let's analyze it together. Let's do it together. Okay. Right? We, you know, it's, it's an old saying. There's strength in numbers. We collaborate. And I'm always way, looking to collaborate. And by the way, the strength is because you're lions. Because... You know, you can have a bunch of sheep. But what I see is I see strong leadership on your team, like strong personalities. Like I, the only one I really, I've come into contact with, I don't know him per se, but I know Jay. I've seen him around at my brother's events and stuff. And I can tell you he's a strong character. And he has discipline because anybody that's fit is disciplined. I'm, yeah. I'm very fit and I, and I can say that he's fit. He's very fit. And so that's the discipline. And so I, I can see how you guys could work together. Um, so I have like two questions for you remaining. Um, and then we're going to wrap up. So I want to know, you have two children. Well, you, yes. have children, you don't have two children anymore. You have a, a man in the house, right? <laughs> That's a man. He's like, what, 25 now? Yeah, my son is 25. Yo, shout, yo, shout out to you. What's his DJ name? DJ Jibs. He's DJ a DJ, Jibs. Yeah. I, I want to take this moment and shout out DJ Jibs. I met at your, DJ Jibs. At DJ Jibs on Instagram, right? Right. Okay, Instagram. I want to shout out at DJ Jibs. And I want to say something um, before I ask you this question. I met your son and... Didn't know he was son when he met when I met him. He was doing a party and me and my brother were doing it at the house and I met him like that. And then I found out at the end of the night he was your son. Mm-hmm. But the way his professionalism, you know, his ear for music, uh, his respectful manner and everything. And I just thought it was really cool that you you produce you help produce such a productive man. You know that I got to give him a shout out just on that and give you some props as a dad I on, appreciate on him. That. Thank you. Um, and just give him a shout out. Um, so the question would be. You have a daughter as well. How is your yes, daughter? Yes, my daughter's four. She's about to be five in a few months, but she's a four. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Little princess, Mackenzie. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I have, the question is, what advice would you give to your children um, like in the future, like going forward in terms of like, so they being on the same page? Because does your, bro, does your son work for himself or is he, is he working? Yeah, he's an entrepreneur too. Okay, so what advice would you give for them in furthering their business or the young one coming up or having your son, like things you might see that he can that he can even take his things to the next level or is he doing that already? Yes, um, like if I was talking to my kids and you know, in the future, I would always want them to know, be challenge yourself and be the best version of yourself, right? Figure out the lifestyle you want to live 
and know that it's possible. Whatever it is that you want, whichever way that you want to live, you can, right? You just got to challenge yourself, learn, continue, continue to learn, become a deep learner about what it is that you want to do and just do what it takes. Like we talked about today, the process, do the process Mm -hmm. to achieve your lifestyle, right? You can have it. You can do it. As long as you want it, you can, you know, if you want it, you can get it. Don't be afraid of the hard stuff, right? Lean into the hard stuff, lean into the pain, lean into the challenge because that's what's going to make you stronger. Just like Jay talked about with the fitness, just like you talk about, mm-hmm. right? This is all your process too. That You lean into the process. Right. That's what's going to give you the reward at the end. So the advice I give my kids is, you know, whatever your lifestyle is, do it. And don't forget the process. Lean into it. Right. The bigger the challenge, man, the bigger the reward. That's and how I feel. And I feel like just to add to that, I feel that what happens is people don't realize that because something is harder. I like when things are a little harder. Now, first of all, it's not even that I had a choice. Everything for me up until this point has always been a challenge. Yes. So there was nothing ever handed to me. And I and I didn't even realize stuff that's handed to people, that's even a struggle because when something's handed to you and you never learned how to eat on your own, then you know you have to fall back on people who have always shown you and it won't always be someone in your corner. So, yes. so what I would say is to add on to what you're saying is if, I, if there's something that I want to do mm-hmm. and I want it bad enough, as a point you gave earlier when you talk about your dad, and there is things that you can put in the way of those things. I stopped putting things in the way of my, of my progress. There's a quote that I read that I really love. It said, um, it said for every, for, you know, uh, the problem with a, a person who is, might be negative is they'll find a problem for every solution. So that means every, every, every solution that I found for myself, somebody gave me, I found another problem. Mm-hmm. And then I, I had to realize that it was a negative mind state that I was in. And once I was able to realize that I was the problem, I'm the one with the negative mind. I got a chance to work on finding solutions to everything. So you'll never hear me anymore saying, well, I can't do it because of that. I don't even say it. I just get to the next thing. So um, that brings me to my next question and final question. Oh, okay. Um, my next and final question would well, be- Well, to, to yeah. also- you add, know, add, please. To, an entrepreneur is to what I've come to find also what mm-hmm. I've also learned right on my journey to to these to this point and beyond is that lack not having being broke having the heartbreak that's my that's been my greatest tool my greatest thing to have mm. you know what I'm saying when it's, so it's like when your back is up against the wall you know that's a you know and when, if it's handed to me I probably wouldn't. But well, how do you? All right, so here's the other thing. So that that brings something else up. So um, when I what I had to figure out is, see, when my back is up against the wall, right? I rise to the occasion. Yes. The problem with that is, what about now that my back is not up against the wall? So how do I keep that hunger? So people that I know, right? They they see me when I was hungry. They said, "Oh shit, Glenn is ferocious. He's coming out. He's fighting." So they don't understand that the longevity. How do I keep the same energy? As a young people say, keep the keep the same energy. Keep the same energy. How do you keep the same keep energy? Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. <laughs> how do you how do you keep the same energy when things are going well? To you not to revert back to a place when you are hungry again. 
And I mean hungry in a bad way, meaning that you, you stopped producing because you got comfortable and now you are coasting. Well, I think that comes with the person too. Mm. I think it comes with, within you because to challenge yourself is, is totally up to you. That's the freedom. It's up to you if you want to challenge yourself, if you want to go to the next level, because you don't have to. Mm. You don't have to go to the next level if you don't want to. So if you feel like chilling, you made it to a certain point, that's it, cool. Some of us, like you, myself, I do want to get to the next level. Right. Right? And it's always going to hit you. Once you get used to something, naturally, if you want to go to the next level, it's change, right? So it starts to get uncomfortable again. Do you want to add more weight to that? Or do you just want to stay where you are? Right. I want to tell people that it's okay to maintain if you're cool with that. But if you still want to stay in the game and you want more, then you, it, you know the process already. You got to challenge yourself. You got to go to the next level. You understand? Right. You have to take on what's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. Just like me coming here. I definitely want to, you know, add to my business, right? Go to the next level. You know, I never did a podcast before. Oh, wow. <laughs> you understand? Okay. I never did a podcast. Okay. And I know that that's coming. And, you know, I was a little nervous coming here. Right. Right. I couldn't tell, but that's good. But to go to the next level, right? I have, that's what I have to do. I got to yeah. challenge myself. So then it's up to me. That's the joy about being who we are, right? We got freedom. Mm. So, so for those, if you want to maintain, Glenn, you can. You right. can just stay in this apartment, <laughs> right? You, right? Right. But no. But no. Yeah. You're like, yo, I want, you know, I want more. Right. Right. And understand, like I said earlier, if you want to be more, you want more, you got to learn more. You got to be, you know, you got to, to become more, you got to learn more, you got to do more. And I feel like also I'll add one last thing is, when you reach an outside of yourself, because one of the things is, and then I say that you do something is you don't have to teach what you know, but you do it. And you, we were talking about, you was like, you said, you said something earlier. You said, I don't know how all these successful people, why do they want to, um, what makes them help other people? Yeah. And the reason why is because someone's helped you, right? Yeah, someone so has when, helped me. When people ask me, why am I helpful? Somebody has helped me. And I'm not talking about financially help me. I'm talking about somebody took the time out of their day and they said something to me that meant everything. How could I, how could that something like that have affected me in a positive way and me not give that back and play it forward to somebody else? That's it true. would be a very selfish thing for me to do. So the thing that makes me want to give, genuinely want to give, that whether I'm on record or off record, is that somebody believed in me who doesn't even know me. Mm. People listen to my stuff. And I'm telling you, they come up to me on the street and they be like, and I'm, I'm like this guy in Dallas from Dallas. Shout out um, to my boy, uh, Schmook in Dallas. He actually bought like a hat and a hoodie, but he saw me and he was like, yo, Glenn, I see what you was doing. And I remember when I was 11, I started a little, I had a candy shop and he sent me a picture mm -hmm. of him at 11 years old. He had a candy store. Look at that. He's from Kosovo, right? And he lives in Dallas. And I met him just randomly and he's been following me and he's an entrepreneur and a successful one. And he's just like, yo, I want to support you because you remind me of myself when I'm starting out and blah, yes. blah, blah. So my point is the same way that I'm helping somebody else on that level, there's somebody above me helping me on a level. And it's not even like the buying the thing is not even anything. The thing that, that, that touched me is that you don't, he didn't have to say anything. He could have just walked. 
the words that he said to me was more encouraging than anything. And then even you, the stuff that you've told me mm -hmm. is encouraging because sometimes it's like when I'm talking in the internet as a vacuum, people like what you do, right. but they don't, they don't say anything because they figure it's not cool. I have, I have friends and family who they will save like stuff that I say and they'll, they'll put it on their computer, but they won't come to me and be like, yo, Glenn, that's dope. And then when you pass, they'll be like, oh man, Glenn was so amazing when I can't hear you. Right. And if you do that to me, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to come back and haunt you. <laughs> <laughs> let me know now that you love me. Like, give me the roses like, now, give, me, man. give it to me. Like, exactly. Let me know that you're feeling what I'm doing or that you yeah. feel it. If you felt that, let me know. Yeah, because you know, I think what, what it is, is is I know that it doesn't take anything away from me to big somebody up. It doesn't make me lesser than. But you know how people are. <laughs> um, their egos. No, Everybody wants to look cool. Mm. And that's what keeps a lot of people back. Because you don't want to look like you're learning. You don't want to look like you still. Nobody wants to look like they're learning. You don't look cool while you're learning something new. Because but, you, but when you're you messing up, man. But when you learn it, the thing about it is, I, like for example, I'm on, I'm on the. Uh, I recently got on the Toastmasters, um, uh, public relations board. Right? right. I've never been on a board in my life, so I'm on the board. I'm in the meeting, and they start talking about minutes. I don't know what minutes is, so I'm like, yeah, what's minutes? What's minutes? And they looked at me like, yeah, you don't know what that. And here's the thing. I don't have no problem because once you explained it to me, oh yeah, so let me see the minutes from the last meeting. This is me. Now I'm like, yo, let me see the minutes from the last meeting because okay. I learned something. And so for me, I don't see the problem with with putting myself out there because it's, it's better to look, it's better for somebody to know that you don't know something than you to pretend you know something and have people you not learn and be older and not learn. So, yeah, so and I like to not. It takes a special person. It takes someone that's confident about themselves to realize that to get to that point mm -hmm. is difficult for a lot of people because right. I'm. Most people do not want to look crazy. Right. They don't want to look like they're learning something new. Right. Right. They they their ego is like I'm but, too but, cool. But people know, you know, and, and if you want to like, there's a there's a um, this is last thing I'm gonna ask you this last question. But there is a there's a person that I know. I ain't gonna say no. How many more last? We got a couple of last questions. Let's keep going. Ah, <laughs> Wait, know. what's the time? Well, oh. we, we passed the time. <laughs> but we we had so much realize fun. That. I, I realized that. I didn't realize it. Yeah, I got that big clock over there. So this last that's for you. That's your clock. That's my clock. That's cool. Uh, to give me a barometer, so I don't do two hours with you. Okay. So um. This last thing is that I, I there's a person that I know, and every time I said I do something, or anybody says that he does something, he's done it. And to the point where the funniest one was recent, it wasn't funny, but it was like, we recently had a, a coworker that had passed, mm -hmm. and I was like, I said to my boy, I said, how are you gonna turn this one on itself? And he mentioned a guy, mm -hmm. and we were mentioning what the guy wanted to do with his life. And he said, yeah, I remember when I was doing that. And I was like, even in death, this guy's still competing with people. Mm. Even in death, he he's still competing with dead people. I'm like, this is crazy. That is crazy. So on on the last one, I'm gonna ask you. Yeah. Is now this one is for you? What and what inf, what um would you say to your younger self? If you knowing everything that you know, what advice would you give to your younger self about business, about life, mainly about business? I'm always talking to my younger self, so that's good because talking to myself, I always say to myself. Okay, this is the older me talking to the younger. I always imagine the younger person um, that I'm talking to, the younger version of myself. And the one thing, my, my newest thing that I say to the old me is bury your past, meaning your past doesn't need you anymore, right? You be to, you know, let's be the new person. 
So you ready to get to the next level? You ready to be to the, to the to be the new person? Bury the past. Understand that all your challenges, everything that's coming up right now, that's because you're about to go to the next level. You got to take a step up. So don't worry about the don't worry about the problem that you're having right now. Get through it. Bury it because that's the gateway. Your problem right now, and this is me talking to my younger self. Your issue that you have today is the gateway to the better version of yourself. You got to shed that old skin. You understand? So I, 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 you know, you said it. I'm like, I'm always talking to my younger self. But that is the latest thing that I've told myself because I, you know, as I go through challenges, things happens. Okay, that's the old me, right? That's the past. It doesn't need me anymore. My, my kids, right? The future. My kids need me, right? My, my future needs me more than my past. My past is already done. Right. So today was a future I needed. I would need to be here. So right. let's prepare for this. Let's be this. And I can't wait to see where you go, brother. <laughs> thank you. You too, man. And on that note, I want to thank you for coming out, Joe. It's, it's been a pleasure, man, to have you on here. I see what you're doing. You're going to you're excelling and you're going to reach even greater heights. And, I, and I'm always going to be there. You are you official part of thank you, the brother. nine five killers family. When I start doing my seminars, you are definitely going to be one of the first people that I'm choosing. I'm telling you right to you right now. Thank you. You're going to be on the panel. Let's go. Um, I also got to shout out that, you know, this podcast uh, has been sponsored by Joe Styles Group. Yeah. Right. So Joe, Joe Styles has um, is sponsoring is one of my sponsors. Now I'm going to put you I'm going to put your logo up on my Instagram. And um, I'm really happy to have you on board. And uh, yeah, yeah, let's man. do it, bro. Let's do it. And also. Um, as t in terms of your social medias, please yes. shout it out so people know where to follow you. Oh, listen, it's just at Joe Styles, J O E S T Y L E S. That's it. Just at Joe Styles. That's my Instagram. That's my Facebook. That's my LinkedIn. You know that that's me. I have a Joe Styles fit where I just you know all my little workouts trying to you know get fit. I got that too. <laughs> okay, but it's just you know for for mostly the real estate safe haven people that want to ask questions or learn about you know being an investor i'm not an agent i'm an investor and uh we'll we'll, we'll again when, whenever you know we do this again we'll talk even more about it yeah when, um, I, when, I, when, when I bring you on the panel because yeah because one thing i'm going to be doing i'm kind of let that slip but in the new year i'll be doing like seminars and, and i'm definitely going to have four panel panelists every time i do an event no problem and you definitely one of the first for sure you got you locked in if you're available i want you on board with that i can't wait brother thank you for tuning into the nine five killers podcast episode 10 with joe styles if you want to follow us please do so by going to nine five killers on instagram you will have access to our igtv as well as the link in our bio that will have all our nine five killers gear so you can show your support for the brand Thank you for coming out and listening. And Joe, thank you for being here and dropping some gems. Peace. Right, brother. The 95 Killers podcast is now available for your listening pleasure on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher.